Earlier in the week, we told you that uh, changes at the Durham um, Warehouse Service Center had led to widespread delays this month in product orders from the LCBO retail outlets and uh, wholesale customers. And they were arriving later than normal. In some cases, there were people complaining that shelves were unstocked. When we reached out to the LCBO, they said, well, they wouldn't tell us the specific amount of uh, products that were affected, what products were affected you know, uh, any specifics. And I thought, well, we're the clients and the shareholders. Why are you being so vague? Now we have some insider information on this glitch that led to the shortage. Warren Smokey Thomas joins us. He's the president of Opsu. Warren, welcome to the show. Or Smokey, I'll call you, because it seems weird calling you Warren. Yes. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, Kelly. I appreciate it. So how long ago did the LCBO start testing this new distribution system? Well, they started apparently developing it. They hired a company, come in, gave them an office right in a boardroom at the Durham Warehouse. They've been there well over a year. Apparently, they ran a test run in March, realized it didn't work. Uh, the company was going back to do more work. What they're doing is rewriting all the software for all the computer systems and all the scanners and everything. And then uh, they tried again, apparently, in May and June. They did some limited runs. And it didn't work. And uh, our folks who were on the front line said, "Look, it, the, the, this doesn't work." And they what? lost it anyway. Like, and what about it didn't work? Do you have any specifics on that? Any of your members saying, "Here's what the problem was." Yeah. Well, so what happened? So the germ warehouse is highly automated. I've toured it. It really is a technological marvel. Can and, you describe uh, that for the average person? Like, what would you see yeah. if you walked in there? So what you would see is little robots, like just little machines. They don't look like robots you've seen in a movie. A little machine. Too bad. Run on tracks, and they go up and down these massive, massive stacks of uh, alcohol, and they pick orders, and they're all barcodes, you know, these SKUs, I guess they call them in the industry. You know, those blue on your cashier, you know, goes your barcode. Yeah, sure. Well, same in there. So then they pick the orders. Now, some very high stuff, $5,000 bottle stuff, so all picked by hand, but it's very much automated. So then it comes down. So, what are, so a store sends in an order, and they need 10, 20 of this, 10 of that, 50 of this, whatever they need, right? And it all goes on skids and uh, by, by these computer-controlled uh, uh, little thingy-dingies. And uh, then the skids are shrunk-wrapped, uh, put on uh, trucks, and delivered, and it's all automated. Uh, so what happened here is when they're given to understand from our IT folks, I'm not a techie, but so they started rewriting all the software. So now all these machines don't work. It, it doesn't no longer communicates this new software. It won't communicate properly with all the equipment. So they then have. the robots, let me just take a look at guess, and maybe I'm wrong on this. So the robots would get the skew. They go to fill the order, but the robots are not getting the correct information to get the stock to fill the order because they're saying the stock's there. Yes, the stock's there, and that's your 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 understanding's the same as mine. I think that's exactly right. How hard would it be to rectify this by putting? Is it is it so technologically advanced that Durham Warehouse that you couldn't bring in people to manually grab the orders? Well, they're doing that now. So they got people working double shifts seven days a week, and uh, just trying to keep up. But the reason they had automation was there's so much product moved through that warehouse. That, that's why they went automated. You just couldn't physically keep up with all the work. You'd have to quadruple the work. We like our booze, is what you're saying. Well, pretty much, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, think about this, Kelly. So you're a worker, and the boss comes to you and says, here, we're going to do this now. Well, boss, we tried it, and it don't work. 
you know, like, please, you know, like, it, I'm telling you, it don't work. They had training, and they couldn't make it work. And the boss says, well, that's fine, but we're doing it anyway. Well, then, like, you, you know, how demoralized would you be? I mean, like, so your boss makes you try to go to a new system uh, that simply doesn't work. And, and is uh, it demoralizing because you know that ultimately you're going to be cr- climbing up on those racks and doing it by hand eventually? Yeah, I don't think you can get up on a lot of those racks. That's the thing, right? Because there, there, there are some walkways, if I recall correctly. Yeah, well, yeah, so you're going to be going, doing what a machine would do in 20 minutes. might take you two hours because you're going all over the building, right? It's, you know, so you got Seagram's here, Walker's there. You got, you know what I mean? You got beer here, spear, you know, vodka there. And, and so you're uh, you're going around trying to, you know, you've got to go pick pick it all, and, and I don't know how they're getting up and down there. And I think some of it's working a little bit, but, mm-hmm. it, you know, but I guess, uh, you know, I talked to some of uh, my union leadership, and they say, like, uh, you know, can you imagine, like, you know, we, we told them it won't work. Well, think about this, that when the government, and this is the LCBL is owned by us, the taxpayers run by the government, uh, but when the government rolled out that SAMS computer system, I actually told the Premier and Deb Matthews and uh, Liz Sandals, I said, that thing won't work. My members tell me it doesn't work. We will not launch it if it won't work. Well, they launched it anyway. Remember the Sam's computer fiasco? I actually don't remember that. But it was a social assistance uh, management system. So okay. Checks to ODSP and Ontario Works. It got royally screwed up, cost over $100 million bucks to fix. It was IBM. I don't think they paid to fix it, and it's still not fixed. Okay, That's so well, let's get back later. to this distribution system. Have they fixed the glitch, or are they still working on the glitch no, right now? Apparently, they're still working on it, and our folks are working hard to... Uh, the priority, I guess, is to stock grocery stores and, and uh, wholesalers, like uh, agency stores and bars and restaurants, but they're ignoring their own stores. Wow. So I hope they get a fix soon. And, well, uh, so do we. Now, it, did they, are they giving you any specifics on timeline? Are they giving you any specifics on um, on exactly um, why they launched in the busiest uh, time of year? They treat us like they treat the press. They just don't tell us anything. So it tells a bunch of BS, right? Some spin some yard about how they're modernizing. You know, and I listened to that the CEO a few months back, him bragging and, and me agreeing with him that the warehouse was the most advanced in the world, what a marvel it was and everything else and how well it worked. So why would you try and fix something that's not broken? Okay, let me ask you this. Is there any way that you think the management didn't take the warning seriously back in March that this glitch it was making, uh, it, that the system wasn't working, this new system they're putting in, because the management thought workers were trying to protect their own jobs from animation. Automation, rather. Yeah. No, I, I, well, they wouldn't be trying to protect their own jobs from automation because it is already automated. I think so somewhere Doug Ford appointed a bunch of his buddies to, you know, so they've gotten rid of a lot of people. I'm calling on the premier to look at the LCBO. He put some people on there specifically, appointed them, right? Mm-hmm. And these people, these managers probably make four hundred fifty, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 a year. So somebody making that kind of money, if they're that incompetent, they should be fired. And if they didn't believe the workers, they should be fired. Wait a workers minute. workers don't lie, you know. Smokey, are you saying that this all this LCBO distribution problem in the warehouse all comes down and should be resting on the shoulders of our premier, Doug Ford? Yeah, because he changed uh, he changed a whole bunch of people on the board. So he put some he put a real estate guy on the board. He uh, put, you know he changed a bunch of the appointments. Uh, the chair of the board was gone like the next, two days later. Who was a liberal appointee? And it's not unusual for governments when they change to change the appointees to the boards. But 
somewhere along here, the board would have had to say, yes, we will go undertake that automation project. It may have started under the liberals. It's hard to say. These are all the questions that should be answered. But the manager, whoever is in charge of that internally, right, they would be a director or, you know, senior manager, they're the ones that would say launch it, and they're the ones that should be held accountable, and that's the person or persons that should uh, should be fired. Frankly, should be fired for uh, this is a, this is a, you know I predict Kelly that you'll just find that this is another scandal in the making. There's I believe there's more to this than meets the eye. And uh, we're digging around on our own part. And I know there are some reporters digging around trying to get to the to the bottom of all this. Like, why would you do this? Why would you do it in the busiest time of the year? Second busiest time of year. Christmas is busier, and and risk it uh, screwing up. And uh, and every every computer system that's been launched in federal government, the Phoenix payroll system is the same perfect example. They're all run done by private companies, and every one of them screw up. So uh, somewhere along the way, you know, do the does the you know it gets screwed up? Who pays to fix it after? You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of lost revenue here, and uh, how much more increased cost to make the darn thing work if they can? I mean, the feds are finally abandoning Phoenix and starting all over. I mean, there's. Uh, so, you know, we're going to have shortages on the shelves. I mean, I talked to the, you know, Kingston store, for example, where I live. They're supposed to get a truck today. Uh, I'll, find, I'll hear later. So we're canvassing our local presidents to find out just how, uh, you know, is it getting any better? Is it getting worse? Uh, so we'll, we're keeping a very close eye on it. Well, uh, Smokey, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for your time, and I appreciate your insight into this. I appreciate your interest. Thank you. Thank you, and we'll have to wait and see. What is that, Doug Ford on the line? He told us he listens to the show. If I was the premier, I'd be calling in and at least saying I'm looking for answers. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.